0: Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, December 8th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Great and extensive follow-up today by DDE about a diary that he actually posted a while ago about corrupted Base64 strings, uh, more details on detecting them, and also ultimately decoding them, even if they're not quite meeting the Base64 standard. Security researcher Oscars Vageris uh, did publish an interesting uh, blog post uh, regarding a recently patched vulnerability in Microsoft Teams and now Oscar found originally uh, this vulnerability but is disputing the impact that Microsoft assigned to the vulnerability No need to patch, Uh, Microsoft Teams patches itself automatically, but uh, Microsoft only considered it as a spoofing vulnerability. Now, at the root, there was a cross-site scripting problem, and Oscars has found similar problems in Slack. Turns out that Microsoft Teams, just like Slack, is written using the Electron framework. Electron, I've mentioned it a couple times before in this podcast, is a framework that allows you to write desktop applications uh, using JavaScript and HTML. So essentially your desktop application is using the same code as a web application. That's at least the idea. But with that, of course, uh, vulnerabilities are also kind of transferred and a cross-site scripting vulnerability in an Electron application does often indicate that you may be able to execute arbitrary code because this uh, JavaScript that you're now injecting with your cross-site scripting uh, exploit is not uh, displayed by a browser, but instead uh, interpreted by the Electron framework and treated as native code that runs on your system. To add insult to injury in order uh, to actually trigger this vulnerability, a victim doesn't actually have to click at anything or really interact. They just have to view a Teams message uh, in the Teams application, so no real meaningful user interaction is required. Again, this was uh, patched back in October and Teams does sort of patch itself, so nothing really that you should have to apply necessarily here, but maybe double check and make sure that Microsoft Teams is actually up to date on your system. And if you are developing applications using the Electron framework, then do make sure that you are treating cross-site scripting vulnerabilities with the respect necessary. And well, apparently, uh, one Electron uh, application vulnerability isn't enough. Uh, We do have a second one. The second one affects PlayStation Now. Now, this one's a little bit uh, different with uh, PlayStation Now. You also have a WebSocket server that listens on localhost, port 1235. But uh, the PS Now Electron application, and that's called AGL, uh, can be used uh, to load code from arbitrary uh, websites. And with that, well, we are back to injecting uh, JavaScript that uh, then is uh, being executed. And as a result, we end up with good old remote code execution. Now, this one requires a tiny little bit of user interaction. A user has to visit a malicious website that at that point then can take over the process and execute arbitrary code. The researcher who found this vulnerability, Parsia Hakimian, uh, did report this uh, via the hacker one bug bounty program and did actually make $15,000 off this vulnerability. And back in August, security researcher Florian Hauser uh, did report 12 different vulnerabilities in Cisco's security manager uh, to Cisco and also uh, provided uh, proof of concept code. Now, these vulnerabilities can lead to unauthenticated remote code execution in this product that is often used to manage enterprise security policies. Now, Cisco uh, did release uh, two patches for two different CVE numbers back in October, I believe, or November, but only now delivered the remaining patch for the third CVE. So a total of 12 vulnerabilities were reported, but Cisco sort of uh, grouped them together into these three CVEs, and this most recent patch does fix the remaining problems. And of course, given the impact, you want to make sure that you're updating your Cisco Security Manager to release 4.22 Service Pack 1. And that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.